Welcome to the Inclusive Growth Show with Toby Milden. Future-proofing your business by creating a diverse workplace. Hey there, thank you ever so much for tuning into this episode of the Inclusive Growth Podcast. I'm Toby Milden, and today I'm joined by Stefan DeFries, who is an LGBT entrepreneur, has got a really great background in entrepreneurship, and is doing a lot of work around LGBT inclusion. So it's really great to to catch up with him on this episode. So Stefan, welcome along. Can we begin by you just sharing a bit more about who you are and, and what you do and a bit more about your background? Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, thank you very much for inviting me. It's it's really an honor to be here. So yeah, um, I'm born and raised in Belgium. And since the last two decades, let's say, I've been building a lot of stuff. I'm a self-made man a little bit. I come from the corporate world in a sense, doing some freelancing, but also building some organizations on the side, built a a large basketball organization here in Belgium because I'm a big basketball fan as well. But the last, I would say last two or three years since COVID hit, I think this is like for everybody, I made a big switch. I make a big, big switch because I really felt like what I was doing wasn't really aligned to what I really wanted to do, right? And it is connected to my coming out story because I came out around 36. COVID happened when I turned 40. So it's like a midlife crisis combined with the coming out story, combined with trying to find my place in the community, in the LGBTQ plus community. And I felt like what I did best was building businesses, helping people build their businesses, coaching people and putting that together and doing it for the LGBTQ plus community. That made so much sense. And that's how I'm here right now doing exactly that. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm eager to learn more about your, your, uh, you know, your background and, and, and how you've got to where you've got to now. When it comes to creating LGBT led businesses, what are some of the opportunities you you see that creating for for people within the LGBT community? I consider myself to be part of the the LGBT community myself because I'm a openly gay man as well as having a disability. But yeah, what what kind of opportunities do you see it creating? Yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunities. I think a lot of people underestimate how powerful we actually are because if you think about it, we we have gone through so much, right, in our lives, all these struggles, but we overcome these struggles and we think in a different way. And that that difference, that 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 other way of thinking and being able to deal with these struggles make us more powerful. And that's a truly unique thing for entrepreneurs because building a business is tough. So you have to have the resilience to keep doing it. So I really believe that that's an advantage that we have and that we have to tap into. And the opportunities are that that we can really build our own thing. We can build our own life around what we love to do. Something that we have not been able to do. Like me, I've been coming out late in life. Before that, I was doing stuff, but I wasn't really connected to who I really was. So 
if you combine who you truly are to building a business to what you really want to do, that combination is super powerful. Yeah, I, I would agree with you because I, when I left university, I worked in technology for, for many years. I, I enjoyed my time working in technology and I worked for companies like Accenture and the BBC mm-hmm. and, and Deloitte. But I got, I got into diversity and inclusion in 2014 at the BBC. Uh, my initial focus was looking at gender balance within technology. And that's when I realized that I really enjoyed working within diversity and inclusion. I felt it, it was much more of a kind of meaningful career for me. And luckily, I managed to do that career switch within the BBC to go from tech into, into HR and diversity and inclusion. But then I made the decision in 2018 to leave the corporate world and um, set up my own diversity and inclusion practice because I just felt like I, I, I just wanted to have more freedom over the way I worked, the clients that I worked with. And also I had a number of creative projects up my sleeve, like writing a book and launching this podcast. So what, what you're saying really, really does resonate with me. Yeah, and it's something that people tend to forget pretty quickly because everybody tells us not to do it because we've already gone through so much. So why would you do it again? <laughs> but it, there's nothing that is better than doing what you love to do. Nothing beats that. So if I talk to somebody, like the other day I was talking to a person that is thinking about starting their own business, and yeah, but maybe it's going to be difficult. And yeah, maybe people don't want me as their chef because she was a cook. I said to her, like, just do it. I mean, it's something that you love to do and you have your uniqueness with you. It's just do it. Yeah. Your life is going to change a lot for the better. Exactly. It reminds me of, um, I, I was coaching a client once and um, he actually introduced me to the um the, the ikigai concept, which is, he said, like, you need to do a combination of what you love, what the world needs, what you're good at, yeah. and what you can be paid for. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you can get those four things sorted, then you're, you, you're in a pretty good position because you're able to, to combine kind of passion, mission, profession, and vocation yeah. all, in, all in the same thing. And look, even if you just want to be an accountant, that's perfectly fine. The thing is that, again, and this is a common thing in in this current society that people believe and and put that kind of of label on what we as LGBTQ plus people can do as a business should be around being a, a hairdresser or having a colorful cookie bakery, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, that's, putting such a limitation on what we can do that people that just want to be an accountant feel like, oh, maybe, yeah, I shouldn't be doing this because I'm part of the LGBTQ plus uh, scene, so I should be a hairdresser or something like that, you know? And I know it, it sounds weird to say that, but that's what I hear. That's what I feel. And that's why I do what I do to bring another message and to show and to help people build something else. Yeah. I suppose that that's, that's where kind of unhelpful stereotyping comes in, I suppose, where people just have these kind of images or stereotypes of what an LGBTQ-led business 
would be like, like you say, you know, uh, being a hairdresser or or opening up a, a cookie shop. And I mean, on this podcast, I've interviewed a number of LGBT leaders. One of the most recent ones is um, somebody who who uh, she's based over in in America. She runs a company. It's called um, Elevator Mate. They basically help companies get the best out of their elevator contracts. <laughs> Look at that! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's a very niche service. Yeah. But it, you know, obviously, if you if you have a big office or lots of buildings with elevators in them, then that that's the service that you that you need. Yeah. So how how do you help LGBTQ led businesses? grow put them on the map and and create opportunities for them within the corporate work yeah that's that's a great question toby the way that i see it is we help people that are really good at what they're doing but they are stuck in just doing the doing get out of there get out of the hamster wheel and create the space and freedom to actually enjoy having a business where I see a lot of people stepping into entrepreneurship because they have the skill in in something and they're really good at it and they start doing it, but they get stuck because they cannot really grow beyond that. So what we do is we install the systems, we install the processes, but we also teach them how to create a better offer so they can charge more, that they can charge their worth, right? So they can create that space to hire people and let the team do the work, like be a servant leader, as I call it, and help your team run their business. So eventually, and this is our main goal these days, is like I say to them, look, I'll help you go on a four-week holiday while your business is still running. And if you come back, your business will be even better off. Like it will keep growing even when you're not there. And for a lot of people, that's an image that they they can only dream of, right? Yeah. Because they, they don't see how to get there. So that's what we do in a sense. And then the combination with corporate world is, well, that's, that's supply diversity. That's also a topic that comes up, especially in the corporate world. So if you can build a business that can serve, that can that is the growth, that is the... So if you have a business that is growing and that has a size that can actually serve corporate businesses, then it's an extra benefit that you can tap into the sub- supplier diversity of the corporate businesses. And I think that combination and helping people see that they can actually build a, a good big business, it doesn't have to be a corporate business, but it can be a business that is big enough to serve corporate businesses while they can still enjoy what they do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it resonates with me because, um, you know, the work that I do in my consultancy is working with corporates. We we only work with companies that are typically more than 250 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we do work with smaller organizations to be to be fair because our smallest client employs 21 staff (laughs) so that's our smallest business that we work with (laughs) typically our clients are kind of around about the more than 250 to about 2000 Mm -hmm. staff 
mark usually so we do we do a lot of corporate work but i like what you were saying about that kind of taking a four-week holiday because that's actually quite probably as much as i would love to go on a four-week holiday i think (laughs) it's quite a good way of testing to see whether a business can operate without a single leader because you know i've been on my own entrepreneurship journey over the last few years because i was a very good employee (laughs) <laughs> working for big companies like Accenture and the BBC and Deloitte. I've been on a really steep learning curve over the last few years on how to be a good entrepreneur. Uh, it's a very different skill set. And I've learned, you know, the importance of building a team and knowing your client inside out so you know what their kind of problems or needs are, you know, how to kind of package up the offering yeah. into something that, that's attractive and people actually want. So important. So it's been a really interesting journey for me. If your company has a great diversity and inclusion strategy, if your organization has an amazing work culture where productivity is peaking, if the best talents in your industry are working for you, if all your employees are happy and feel included, then feel free to skip this message for about 30 seconds and continue listening to the podcast interview with Toby. But if you feel that your company is lacking in any one of these areas, your employer reputation is taking a hit. Toby Milden is one of the UK's leading diversity and inclusion experts who has helped top companies like Deloitte, the BBC, Sony Pictures and Centrica, as well as numerous scale-up businesses who want an outstanding inclusive culture. To go further in your diversity and inclusion journey, log on to Toby's webinar at www.milden.co.uk forward slash free hyphen webinar to accelerate your company's diversity and inclusion strategy in 40 minutes. Thanks for listening. And now back to the podcast interview with Toby. Not many organizations think about the diversity of their supply chain. They don't see how suppliers can help them with their own diversity and inclusion objectives. Mm. And I think very few organizations know how diverse their supply chain is, really. Um, they, They don't know if they're working with businesses that have been founded or led or are led by women. They don't know if they're working with businesses that have been founded and the chief exec is is somebody from an ethnic minority background. They probably, well, they certainly don't know if if any suppliers are founded by an LGBTQ individual either. Yeah. But do you think, Toby, that's that's also part of the the problem where the businesses that are the suppliers don't really put that in front of the 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 corporate businesses, meaning like they don't really talk about it or they don't really, I don't know, they're not really proud of it. Maybe that's not the word, but I feel, I believe that somebody that is like LGBTQ plus led should be very proud of that and should show that not in a way that they have to throw around rainbows all the time, but at least so that the people that they work for, that they understand that they are, LGBTQ plus led, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's something that, that can be even more powerful again. So, yeah, I, th- I think it goes back to authenticity and somebody's ability to be open and vulnerable. And I think 
if you were like a, a, a business founder or a chief executive and you can talk openly about your personal lift experiences, that can be really powerful. I mean, you know, there are not many open LGBT leaders, but, you know, Tim Cook over at Apple, for example, is yeah. talks very openly about being a gay man. And I think that that's a good thing to do for for himself, but also also Apple, the business. Yeah, exactly. And I think we should do that more. So even if the corporate business feels like, okay, we don't know, that by seeing that in their face, they actually see that, oh, yeah, yeah, that's actually really cool. And that's actually good and so on and so on. Uh, So it can only benefit both sides, I would say. It probably helps organizations avoid falling into like the rainbow washing trap where a lot of organizations say that they're LGBT friendly because they change their logo once a year to be rainbow colors. (laughs) But then at other times in the year, they do things that don't support, you know, that are not particularly LGBT friendly or inclusive. And I think that's only been demonstrated recently by those brands that are are sponsoring and supporting the the World Cup over in Qatar, for instance. How, you know, earlier in the year they, their logo was all the you know rainbow colours, and they were they were saying how proud they are to support the LGBT community, mm-hmm. you know. And then they and then they publicly support something like the you know the Qatar World Cup, you know, where there's a a record of homophobia. Yeah, it's sad to see, but yeah, you're right. So, um. There's clearly a long way to go <laughs> regarding um, <laughs> supplier diversity. What do you see as the, the way forwards then for, for LGBTQ-led organizations? You know, Toby, I mean, we, we are building our own business here, right? You, me, other people from our community. And, and truly, I truly believe that the only way forward to, to show the world what we can do and to show the corporate world that they need to take us into account or or any minority for that matter is to build better businesses is to 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 do it to actually jump into entrepreneurship and create a network around you that can help you out very important so you're not alone in this don't forget if you start entrepreneurship it can be very lonely and that's why a lot of people quit entrepreneurship as well. So that's also why I built technology because I want to provide that kind of a network around entrepreneurs so they can keep growing. And by building better businesses, by keep building those and by showing how if, like innovative we are, how creative we are, how good we are at what we do, it will only be more and more normalized that Supply diversity is is good for business, not just for the ones that are supplying, but also the ones that are taking these services in. So for me, it's about keep growing in a sustainable way and just showing up and, and showing the world that, that we are really more powerful than we think. Yeah. I mean, the person listening to us right now may be an LGBTQ individual. They might be working in the corporate world now and, and, and thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and, and setting up their own business. What would your advice be 
to them about being out and proud in in the workplace as they transition into entrepreneurship yeah it's what we said earlier and try to find what really what do you really like to do what are you good at and can you make money out of that first of all yeah don't quit your job immediately right don't jump into something if you don't have a financial background in some way because otherwise you will get very stressed very frustrated pretty quickly because this is a long-term game don't forget but yeah set the first steps like start something like a side hustle or even a project like work for for an lgbtq plus chamber for example do some projects do do something locally that that lifts you up right and if that means you have to do the marketing for some of these events or, or the sales or whatever it is, then at least you can find something like, yeah, I like this and I like that. And you're still contributing to one of the organizations from your community. So that or a side hustle, like try stuff out. Like there's nothing wrong with trying 10 to 20 things out and not liking any of them until you find that one thing that you say like, yes, this feels so right. This is what I need to do. Yeah, that that's good because I, I didn't set up my company until I had built up a bit of a financial safety net underneath me. So I, I knew I would be able to cover my living expenses for a year if, if my business made no money whatsoever. So mm. I felt comfortable with that because it meant that I could, it gave me a year to try and set up my own business. Worst case scenario is that I would have to go and get another job somewhere if my own consultancy didn't work out. But thankfully, uh, it worked <laughs> out really well. And, you know, in the, I suppose in the space of three years, I've gone from working as a independent entrepreneur to now employing two, two people. Yeah. So uh, build, building, a, like, like you say, one, one of the things about being an entrepreneur is building a team around you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very much on that path. So before we wrap up this conversation, what what does inclusive growth mean for you? For me, it means that we grow and we build that team around us. We build that network, even beyond the team. We build that network around us that aligns to our values. I cannot stress this enough that if you're building your business, if you're growing and if you want that inclusive growth, you can only build that network with people that are aligned to your values. Otherwise, what are you really doing, right? And I feel that, I see that with business owners that just hire people all the time and not even thinking about the values that they want to have, like their own values. They put their own values away to hire people that are not even a fit or they take on business that definitely doesn't align to their to their values and they get into situations, frustrations, discussions, you know, all these bad things. And then there is no growth. There cannot be any growth if you cannot build a network around you from people that want to see you grow, that want to support you as an employee, as a business partner, as a partnership, whatever it is. So for me, inclusive growth is that. Build that network that aligns with you and this this will be so much easier, more or less. <laughs> yeah. 
that's brilliant and that's exactly what what your business titanology world does because you know it's a growing online community um which is exclusively for lgbtq plus business owners um and you bring together lgbtq entrepreneurs um who want to grow a, a thriving self-sustainable business that doesn't rely on them alone to grow and uh, you know alongside other passionate committed members Titanology World does provide a unique way to learn and iterate uh, a proven framework for operational growth so that you can finally see seize truth, uh, true freedom, which sounds brilliant. Yeah. So financially, geographically, um, and you know, in your own time, having control over your life and, and rising to become role models w- uh, within the LGBTQ community. So if that sounds interesting to the person listening to us right now, what should they do to learn more about how how you could support them? I would say go to our website. That's the first place that you can check us out. It's technology.world. You can find all the information there. And yeah, if you want to know more, you can reach out to me as well on LinkedIn. We are there very much every day. So that, those are the places, yeah. Brilliant. And, and what exactly is the Out and Proud Business Lounge? Well, that's actually our community, our private community for people that subscribe to it. So it's our internal, I would say it's almost a mastermind where we bring together not only the business owners that want to grow, but also we select, we handpick a handful, like 10 Titan masters, we call them. It's subject matter experts that are really good at what they do. They are part of the LGBTQ plus community. So when you step into the Out and Proud Business Lounge, then you immediately get access to the network that I was talking about, the network of experts that can immediately help you out with any questions that you have right now in your business to keep it growing. Yeah, brilliant. Well, Stefan, thank you ever so much for joining me today. It's been really interesting to to catch up with you. Absolutely. And thank you for, for tuning into this episode of the Inclusive Growth Podcast. Um, hopefully you've taken away some great advice from the conversation that I've had with Stefan today. Maybe you're a, a budding LGBTQ entrepreneur and you're you're thinking of um, leaving the corporate world and setting up your, your own business. And hopefully we've given you some tools or some confidence to forge that path for yourself. And uh, you know, if, if Stefan's community is a community that you would like to tap into, then please do start that journey by by going over to his website, Titanology World. So, um, Stefan, thanks very much, and I uh, hope to catch up with you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Toby. Thank you very much. See you later. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Inclusive Growth Show. For further information and resources from Toby and his team, head on over to our website at milden.co.uk.